Before we get started today, I just wanted to take a minute to invite you to our next group consult. If you are a trauma treatment professional and want to gather with other like-minded professionals to gain support, insight, and share your own knowledge and resources, join us. You can present or you can just listen. This opportunity is open to all trauma treatment professionals. It will be held virtually and we will meet for one and a half hours. Don't miss it. Register and learn more at traumatreatmentcollective.com. Welcome to the Trauma Treatment Collective podcast. My name is Nina Keeler, a licensed marriage and family therapist and trauma specialist. In this space, we will share tips and tools on how to grow your trauma treatment skills while also keeping your own mental health in mind. Welcome if this is your first time listening. Welcome back if you are a follower. Thanks for following us and being a part of our community. We are excited to have you. We want to encourage you guys, if you are enjoying the content, enjoying what we're putting out, to definitely give us a five-star rating. This will help other trauma treatment professionals find us and to find the resource. Also want to invite you to join our free online community where you can connect with like-minded professionals and just ask questions and be a part of a community of trauma treatment professionals. So you can find that link in the show notes as well. So again, definitely give us five-star rating if you are enjoying this content and let's go ahead and get started. So today we're going to be talking a little bit about tracking your nervous system and the importance of regulation while doing trauma treatment. So One of the things that I've noticed as I've continued to provide individual professional consults to trauma treatment professionals is a lot of times I'm really helping them to notice how dysregulating maybe a client is to them or how dysregulated they became in a session that kind of went haywire. Um, And I've noticed that it's an important thing and I've noticed that it's something that I want to continue to talk about and to bring to your awareness in this community that our own regulation and our nervous system and tracking our nervous system and our regulation in session is as important as tracking the client's nervous system in their regulation. So I think sometimes our stuff gets put on the back burner and we're focused on our clients and we're working really hard to help them stay in their window of tolerance that we are kind of in a full window of tolerance of our own and we're not doing the best work and not taking care of ourselves in the best way and so i really do want to encourage you to start thinking about your own regulation as much as you think about the clients and i know it's a lot to track in a session um, as you're tracking yourself tracking the client trying to think about the interventions you know all the things but i think if we're in a more regulated space if we're really working on our own regulation it really allows us to be in our you know, full kind of brain and we're able to access all the information that we have um, to be able to help our clients in the way that they need. So we just have to kind of trust the process, which is kind of funny because that's a lot of times what we, if you're a therapist and I'm a therapist, uh, that's what we will say to the client is trust the process. And so I really want to encourage you in this podcast today to trust the process. Definitely make sure that you are focusing on your own regulation as much as you are focusing on the client. So I thought we'd start out with talking a little bit about the nervous system. Just in case this is your first time hearing about the nervous system, I wanted to give a a very brief overview and then encourage you to uh, continue to learn more about it. So the nervous system is a connection between the brain and the body. Um, It's the the beautiful thing is about the nervous system is, is that it allows us to be able to 
work with the brain and the body if we're working with the nervous system. Uh, so it's kind of more of a holistic approach if you think about, you know, kind of looking at the whole person. So the nervous system is in the autonomic nervous system, It's um, which is located in the central nervous system. There's two branches of the nervous system. You have the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system. And the most simplest form, the sympathetic nervous system is responsible for getting us up and going. And the parasympathetic nervous system is for, responsible for helping us rest and digest. And so when you think about that, it's like, okay, that's great. If we have overactivation in the sympathetic nervous system, you can start to notice and track that on the outside of a person, kind of like some physiological responses, as well as some mental and emotional responses. If a person becomes overactivated and they're parasympathetic, you can start to notice that by either some physiological responses or some emotional and mental responses. So some of the physiological responses for overactivation in the sympathetic is racing of the heart, um, dilated pupils, dry mouth, um, also a tightness in the chest, uh, heart palpitations. Um, those are some of the signs of uh, overactivation in the sympathetic nervous system. Uh, also, you may hear people say, you know, they are struggling with panic attacks or they uh, have racing thoughts or uh, they feel angry or agitated all the time or irritated all the time. Those are some signs of overactivation in the sympathetic nervous system. Overactivation in the parasympathetic nervous system looks a little bit different. I like to kind of categorize this as pull the covers over your head and kind of say, you know, I'll, I'll try again tomorrow. So it's more isolation. Uh, so you may hear people say things like, you know, I feel really lethargic. I feel heavy. I'm tired. Um, I don't want to be bothered. I want to be ice. I want to isolate from others. Um, and this might be a sign of overactivation in the parasympathetic. So those are some brief examples, very brief examples of overactivation in either one of those systems. The reason why I give you that information is because you can, as much as you're tracking that in your clients, you can also start to track that in yourself. So for us, I'll just give you my own personal experience. Sometimes overactivation in my sympathetic nervous system might look like I'm working really hard in session, like I am fighting almost to get a client to um, understand my point of view or get them to see it from my angle or get them to let go of some maladaptive coping skill that they have developed over time. And I'm just really kind of digging my heels in and kind of pushing the issue um, and really trying to get them to, to move in that direction. Or overactivation in the the parasympathetic nervous system may look like me yawning, uh, all of a sudden getting really sleepy and lethargic in session. Like I was fine before we started working. I felt energized. I felt like I was ready to go. And then all of a sudden, like a heavy kind of weight comes over me and I'm feeling really tired, really lethargic. Um, that can also be a sign of overactivation in my parasympathetic. So that's just kind of like a sign of, okay, how can I start tracking this in myself in session? Like, what am I looking for? Um, what are the things that potentially could indicate overactivation in one of my systems? Now you say, okay, I don't want to be overactivated in the sympathetic and I don't want to be overactivated in the parasympathetic. So where do I want to be? And I call it the middle spot, you know, um, I, the sweet spot. And it, it's really kind of, if you, you have to kind of bring in another theory to, to really get the understanding, but uh, it's really that, that place where we're calm, cool, and connected. And uh, in order to think about that, I like to uh, introduce the polyvagal theory. And the polyvagal theory 
is a theory uh, that was created by Dr. Stephen Porges. It's a very young theory, um, but I found it to be very helpful in helping me to understand the nervous system and figure out, okay, where is this regulated space? Um, and they, in the polyvagal theory, I'm not going to go into it in depth, but in the polyvagal theory, there is a portion of that theory that talks about the ventral vagal system. And the ventral vagal system is where we socially connect. It's where we feel our most calm, cool, and collected. And in this system, uh, this is where we really want to be. This is kind of the middle. It's a little bit of your sympathetic. It's a little bit of your parasympathetic. I like to describe it as I got enough energy to kind of get up and go if I need to, but I feel cool. I feel calm. I feel relaxed. I feel like I'm able to digest my food. And it's just that nice mixture of the parasympathetic and the sympathetic nervous system kind of working together in a healthy way. And that's our ventral vagal system. And that is where we want to kind of work to be is, isn't it in this place where we feel connected with our clients, we feel calm, we're able to think through what we want to do, we're able to co-regulate with our clients, that is uh, where we want to be. Now, some things that I would say uh, that might be helpful as you are learning to track yourself in session and also work on your own regulation is really noticing your posture. Uh, notice how you feel, how you set, how you, how you carry your body in session. Um, that's been a really big piece for me is to notice how, I, how I'm carrying my body. So if I am sitting back, I'm relaxed, I'm really kind of feeling connected to the chair, uh, that's a sign to me that I'm probably in my ventral vagal. If I'm sitting up on the edge of my chair, kind of leaning forward, working really hard, I'm probably overactivated in my parasympathetic. If I am slumped down in my chair, kind of leaning to the side, then I'm more than likely overactivated in my parasympathetic. So um, this kind of allows me to really be able to track like what's the posture of my body. And that gives me a cue um, to kind of check in and see a little bit deeper if the posture is matching how I feel um, and if I need to adjust my posture. Sometimes even with regulation, if I am noticing that I'm a little setting up and, you know, kind of working really hard, just this kind of setback will just kind of shift me enough to get to a more ventral state. Uh, I would say another thing is, is to be able to know, okay, if I find myself in a dysregulated state, if I find myself overactivated in one of the different, you know, systems, then how do I get back? What, what are my regulation skills? What are the things that I'm going to use in order to help me? And a lot of times I encourage people to have those moment to moment skills. So like grounding, breath work, visual orientation, you know, those kinds of things are going to help you to be able to, in the moment, regulate without pulling away from what the client is doing and what the client is saying, but to take care of yourself while also being able to still be present with your client. And so I really want to encourage you to think about some things that you can do that feel good, that feel supportive to you, um, to help you to be able to regulate. There's so many ways that we regulate. And so I just want to encourage you to think about what are your go-tos um, and when do you need them. And the third and final thing that I wanted to say about this topic is to make sure that you are thinking about what clients really need you to pay attention to yourself. And so there's sometimes there are clients that we have that for whatever reason, it causes a lot of dysregulation for us. Maybe they're struggling with a lot of dysregulation or there's something particular um, 
that's sensitive about what they are experiencing that also triggers us. So just being honest with yourself and saying, okay, so this is a client that I'm going to have to kind of really lock in on and I'm really going to have to take care of myself and I'm really going to have to check in with myself. And sometimes you are checking in more with yourself than you are even checking in with a client. And that's not a bad thing because if you are not regulated, they cannot co-regulate with you. So if they're struggling with a lot of dysregulation, then it's going to be really hard for them to regulate in session and co-regulate with you if you are super dysregulated. So sometimes it's more important for us to pay attention to ourselves because we are the intervention. Our regulation is the intervention sometimes. And so it's really important for us to pay attention and notice what's going on with us and be able to help ourselves so that we can better help our clients. So that is it for today. I hope this has been helpful for you. I hope that you can take away some things um, to be able to do better tracking of your nervous system and your regulation in, ses- in session. I encourage you to come by and uh, chat with us in the community if that is something of interest to you. And I also want to invite you again to uh, definitely give us a five-star rating if you are enjoying this material. Uh, thanks and have a great day. Take good care. I hope you enjoyed our episode for today. Just a quick reminder before you head out, just make sure you head over to the traumatreatmentcollective.com to learn more about our monthly group consults. We would love to have you join us.